Alright, good evening everybody. Welcome to Faith Upfront. Uh, I'm your host, Pastor Calvin Sauls. It is a joy for us to be here with you. Good to be back on KJLH Radio Free. And uh, we are glad to be here. Yes, it's 102.3 FM and uh, celebrating uh, Thanksgiving as we uh, prepare ourselves uh, for what's to come. Uh, tonight, it is a joy for me to, uh, one, be back on KGLH, and two, uh, have uh, some uh, special friends here from Sanctuary of Hope, and also uh, glad to be uh, with my main man uh, right here, Brother David. He's going to make sure everything is uh, going to go smooth. Bless you, so, sir. David. Good to be with you, man. Glad the little back. one is growing up. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, Starting I'm, loving, walk. I'm loving life right now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here at Faith Up Front, our goal is uh, to see how we can be real and relevant and how we can be informational and inspirational in tackling some of the most pressing issues uh, that we are facing here in Los Angeles, around the country, and indeed around the world. And that's uh, how it's going to go down. Uh uh, as I mentioned, we're here with uh, Sanctuary of Hope, but uh, before we go there, that was uh, Kiki Shear and uh, Mercy Elliott, I believe, was with her there, and it is Don't Judge Me. That's what it's about for us. Uh, we make sure that the faith that we profess is a no-judgment faith, and they all love faith. That's what it's about, and so uh, glad to be opening up with that song, and just to uh, let folk know, those of, uh, those of you who are listening, um, that uh, we're going to let love lead the way. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. And so we are uh, grateful for that. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, tonight we have Sanctuary Hope here. These are my peeps, my folk uh, that I am, uh, I love, uh, I'm very proud of, and I'm uh, just honored to be a partner with them uh, for the exciting and powerful work that they are doing uh, here in South Los Angeles and beyond. And we have, um, we did some exciting things this uh, month because it was uh, Youth Homeless Awareness Month, so we hear about that. And then we have an exciting experience coming up, a transnational experience, and we're going to talk about that and also invite you uh, to support uh, that experience uh, that we have planned for them. So I'm so glad to have here with me the executive director and founder of Sanctuary of Hope, uh, Janet Kelly, is uh, in the house. Hi, Janet. How you doing? Hey, Pastor Sauls. Thank you for having me. All right, all right. And having us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Janet, uh, she, 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 brought, she brought some... Uh, 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 some armor bearers with her tonight. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that works, uh, yes. <laughs> That's a part of the, the Sanctuary of Hope family. Uh, we have Kelly here with us. Uh, Kelly, how you doing? How you doing? All right. Good to have Kelly. And then we have Tanisha with us. Tanisha, what's up? Hey. All right. <laughs> and then uh, I believe we are live on Facebook. And uh, the uh, person that's making sure that we are live and doing our thing is... Uh, K over there, so uh, we want to say hi uh, to all of our uh, Facebook. What's that? She's saying something. <laughs> we're not live? Yeah. Okay, we're not live on Facebook. Okay. We are live in the studio here in Inglewood. All right, mm -hmm. that's good. So why don't we uh, get this uh, um, conversation going. Uh, Sanctuary of Hope uh, doing some extraordinary work here in uh, South Los Angeles. Janet, why don't you uh, start us off by just telling us a little bit about what Sanctuary of Hope uh, is about, its mission, its purpose. Uh, and then we'll uh, also talk after that a little bit about, you know, the uh, programs that we have there and just some of our accomplishments. Janet? Great. Thank you so much again for having us in the studio, Pastor Sauls. We appreciate your partnership. So Sanctuary of Hope provides housing, education, and basic needs services to transitional age youth between the ages of 16 and 25 who are homeless, foster care, probation, at promise, or very, very low income within South Los Angeles and the South Bay region. So we do a variety of things from providing housing services to life coaching, mentorship, leadership and character development, and just employment readiness. Everything that it takes or requires to help a young person get on their feet, become stable, and live a life of resilience. 
All right, that sounds great. And that's what's going on at Sanctuary of Hope. And uh, again, I'm so proud to be a part of it. Now, uh, this month, uh, as part of, you know, uh, Youth Homeless Awareness Month, uh, do you want to just tell us a little bit about some of the things that went down at Sanctuary of Hope uh, yes. facilitated? Absolutely. So this month, um, again, it's National Homeless Youth Awareness Month, where we bring awareness to issues that impact young people in the areas of homelessness. Most people don't know that 2.5 million youth across this nation experience homelessness. About a third of them are here within the state of California, mm. and a little over 4,000 um, are homeless on the street any given night according to the point-in-time count conducted by the Los Angeles Homeless Services Authority. So what we've done um, yearly is to shine a light on the issues of youth homelessness. And one of the things that we did this year was our annual homeless youth kickoff that we had at Home and United Methodist Church. And I could tell you that by far was the best of all of our homeless youth kickoffs <laughs> because we had a young gentleman who asked the audience, what can they do to be uh, supportive in their plight of getting back on their feet and uh, having a cross-mutual intergenerational exchange around youth homelessness? And we had 10 people stand up mm. to say what they were willing to do and how they were willing to connect. That was fantastic. Wow. And then in the South Bay, we did our first inaugural uh, South Bay breakfast in which we had over 75 people from the community to come out and hear about youth resiliency and what that means for the South Bay community um, that has uh, one of the second highest growing homeless youth populations within Los Angeles wow. County. Wow, yeah. So we know that homelessness is a huge challenge and uh, certainly as one who uh, served as a commissioner on the um, um, the homeless on Lhasa, uh, we, we do whatever we need to do around, you know, uh, ending homelessness and uh, homelessness is, is multifaceted. Uh, and so, because of that, you know, the um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to do some multi-dimensional mm -hmm. uh, aspects, of, and it's gonna take all of us. It's gonna oh, it's absolutely. gonna have to be all hands on deck. And we've made a commitment with Sanctuary of Hope around uh, ending youth homelessness because that is you know uh, just a travesty uh, in terms of children and, and youth being you know uh, homeless. And so, uh, so we want to continue to you know uh, to do that and. Uh, uh, and see how we can do um, due diligence on the one hand, how we can uh, hold hands, how we can come together uh, to make sure that we restore people's humanity and dignity by uh, having them, you know, uh, in a, uh, a safe place, in a healthy space, uh, and of course, in an affordable space, you know, around that. It is, it is not just about getting heads in beds. It is about making sure that people have the necessary services so that they can move, you know, uh, through that pipeline from, you know, uh, homelessness uh, into uh, homes and to uh, allow their lives to be restored. So, uh, so glad to be part of that movement. Uh, it's not a perfect movement, uh, but it is purpose driven. Our purpose is to see how we can end homelessness, you know, here in the city and county you know, of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Jenna, let me ask you one more question. Um, yes. Can you tell us about some of the other services that Central of Hope provide? And then, um, and then we'll, you know, transition to uh, what we got coming up, you know, so at the end of the year. Some of, some of the other services that we provide is at both of our locations in South LA and the South Bay. We have what are called resource centers where young people can come in, use Wi-Fi, plug in, um, or charge up their smartphones or tablets or anything else that they need. They can receive mail at our locations as well. We provide education support. So we have counselors who are willing to and ready to help young people who either want to be on a path to higher education or maybe their path is to some form of training program or career preparation program. So we do a lot of work with that as far as getting those young people who may have those interests into those type of programs and then providing a lot of the support so that they 
not they persist in their goals as it relates to education, but also complete their goals. And then on again on the employment ready on the employment side, we do a lot of the employment readiness prep so that um, our young people are prepared to enter uh, the workforce and then providing all the necessary basic needs that they that they need in order to be supported in that. And then last. Lastly, um, what we recently introduced into our program is that we have an on-site therapist who's able to provide therapy and other any therapeutic services that a young person may need to deal with their mental wellness. Because we know that a lot of the work, I mean, housing is one component mm-hmm. of it, but if you're not well going to housing, then that's a whole nother issue in itself. So we we focus a lot on the the well-being and the wellness and the fitness of our young people as well. So it is a holistic approach, you know, yes. around, you know, how it is that we can provide caring and trauma-informed, culturally competent and transformative services that will help young adults become self-sufficient and lead successful and impactful lives. That's what it's all about. Uh, we want to invite you to check out Central Hope. Their website is www.thesoh.org. Please check them out. Uh, also, uh, this is a conversation, so we want to invite you to join us in conversation. Uh, let me give you the a phone number that you can call and uh, ask a question, have a comment. It is 310-520-5554. That is 310-520-KJLH. So uh, make sure that you uh, join the conversation uh, as we uh, continue to uh, connect around this. Uh, also, we want to transition now to an exciting opportunity that we have coming up with uh, Sanctuary of Hope. Uh, we have uh, the opportunity uh, to uh, take uh, some of our young leaders here from South Los Angeles uh, that's been involved with Sanctuary of Hope to see how they can join us, you know, uh, in a transnational bridge building immersion experience uh, to South Africa and Zimbabwe. And uh, so that's very, very exciting. Uh, the last week in December, the first week in January, uh, I will have the privilege and the joy to take my, uh, my folk from South LA to be with my folk in South Africa. Uh, so it's going to be exciting. It's going to be off the chain. And our vision for this experience uh, is to broaden the horizons of our young people through cultural enrichment, leadership, development, spiritual upliftment, and service engagement. Uh, we have two overall outcomes for this experience. And these outcomes are, one, to see how we can expand the global consciousness of our young leaders. And secondly, to see how we can deepen the critical thinking you know, uh, of uh, them around strategies in achieving racial equity. So uh, it's going to be a great experience, a wonderful experience. Uh, and I'm so glad that uh, I'm going to be a part of it and that I'm taking them home uh, so that they can once um, um, once again, you know, be in that intersection of South Los Angeles and uh, Southern Africa. So it's going to be great. And we have uh, four of the participants here. Uh, one is on duty recording us. That's uh, Kayla Bennett. So uh, thank you, Kayla. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. <laughs> and then uh, we have uh, uh, the three others who uh, will be engaging in conversation, uh, I introduced two of them, and one um, uh, just uh, showed up, and we're glad that Cookie has joined us. Uh, thank you so much, Cookie. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so we have Cookie here, we have Callie, and then we have Tanisha. Uh, they are all are going to be a part of our conversation this evening in terms of just what it is that we um, are going. So I'm going to ask each one of them uh, just to... Uh, respond to this uh, first uh, question. Uh, well, maybe they can just, you know, maybe introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about what they're doing. And then um, I'm going to ask him to, you know, respond to the first question, which is, you know, what are you expecting from this uh, leadership experience? So we're going to start with Kelly. Kelly, tell us who you is, uh, and then we're going to ask you to respond to that question. Why don't we just Let's make our rounds. Kelly, uh, you start us off, you know, a little bit about uh, uh, yourself, and then we'll get to that first question. How about that? Kelly. Yes. Um, so I'm Kelly. I'm from Compton, California. Um, I grew up in foster care. So my experience is an impactful experience. But going to Africa, 
makes me feel like I'll be touching something within that I've never, you know, mm-hmm. known that uh, that's been in me. So going to Africa is a um, it's a new experience mm-hmm. that America can never bring. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically what it is. All right, all right. Thank you, Kelly. All right, Cookie. Uh, why don't you uh, step up to the mic <clears throat> and uh, introduce yourself and what do you expect out of this leadership experience? All right, well, I'm Cookie. Um, I'm from L.A., C.A., moved around a little bit, you know. And, you know, honestly, I'm definitely expecting some growth in my own consciousness. I feel like the things that I'm seeking are going to be there, you know, and it's going to, like, arrive to me in many different ways, you know, things that I'm not even sure how it's going to manifest in itself but um man i'm just looking forward to see the beauty the people the culture reconnect to my roots so first timer okay you're gonna connect with some deep roots my sister <laughs> <laughs> and, and a food so, and the food oh and the food oh okay. kelly said and the food yeah all right we're we gonna get down and uh and, and do that uh tanisha my sister Uh, I'm glad just to uh, uh, stay connected with Tanisha. Uh, we met a couple of years ago when she was uh, part of our uh, Freedom School staff. And uh, she did an outstanding job, um, you know, uh, as one of our leaders with Freedom School. And um, and she continues, you know, to uh, do the work that she's doing. So, Tanisha, uh, tell us a little bit who you is, my sister. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm also from Compton, California. I'm a former foster youth, um, and I experienced homelessness as well. And so I'm currently a live-in resident coordinator working with youth who are um, working out of their homeless experience. And so I'm excited to go to Africa to connect with my roots um, and learn how to be a better advocate and local leader. Great. So uh, as you can see, we have some three uh, outstanding leaders going with us and uh, uh, there are several more of them. Um, and so we really, really excited about this opportunity, you know, around that. Now, now for our preparation, we've had uh, uh, one, we have, we have, we've had, we've had two preparation sessions so far. And, um, and these are just opportunities for us to come together, get to know each other. And then, you know, because this is all about leadership development, uh, there are some reading assignments, you know, that we all have. And we all reading as part of our um, preparation, the, uh, the book by Trevor Noah called uh, Born a Crime and it is an awesome book and uh, I'm having a good time you know with it uh, so I want to uh, now I'm not going to put anybody on the spot here I don't want to put anybody on the spot I don't know who, 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 who has been reading the book you know but you're supposed to read the book Pastor Pastor you know? Pop uh, Quiz live on the air Pop Quiz live on the air sounds okay. fun to me and if you if you you know depending on your answer you 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 may or may not get to go you know or join us or Kelly's like What you talking about? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about your impression of the book for those who've been reading the book. I mean, I'm having a great time with it. So uh, anyone uh, who wants to say a little bit about, about the book? I'm going to be raw and say I did not read. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, she's, 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 this has just turned into a confession room. So, <laughs> yes, uh, it is. You receive your just, confession, my sister. I have to put it out there first. Definitely because I've heard a lot. It's a very deep 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 book and there's a lot of traumatic things and i'm sensitive so you know um i i would very much rather experience of well no he has some very deep experiences in that book but you know yeah i'm gonna have to wait out a little bit okay i'll i'll, I'll talk with you afterwards <laughs> see you in my office <laughs> anyone else uh so, kelly you want to say something about the book i am trying to uh, order the book <laughs> on my funds. <laughs> But I'm okay. definitely going to read it and I feel like the book is inspiring by what you're saying. So yeah, it's, it must it's, be... It's, I, I'm it, they typically must, have until our next meeting to have it read. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it read. Uh, okay. All right. It's going to be red. Yeah, it's going to be red. That's great. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be red. Yeah. So. 
Uh, now you can read it or you can get it. You know, uh, you can get it. You know, you I don't want to. I know I don't want to. You don't want the audio version. You want to read it. Yeah, I definitely I'm not cool listening with it. to I'm it. Yeah, listening to um, it. Just because okay. we want to be a little bit more aware, and I think that uh, Trevor Noah does a great job of showcasing how many languages he knows. So mm-hmm. I believe he knows five languages, um, and it's pretty awesome to hear him as he goes in and out of speaking English and then saying some of the phrases. So I think it was pretty awesome because I listened to it. To be honest, I drive a lot a lot for my work and I'm really busy and reading books actually puts me to sleep. I used to be an avid reader, but now when you got to read so much for work, you're just like, nah. So Trevor Noah put me to sleep a couple of times um, <laughs> just because just listening to the book, hearing the stories, I think already I was able to connect with a lot of like um, Cookie was saying, a lot of the trauma that we oftentimes don't want to speak about the humor comes in and then that's automatically some way that I was able to relate with him because mm-hmm. as a people a black culture comedy is a way for us to work through our trauma is a way to cope with uh, those some of those experiences that we've had and Trevor Noah whenever you see him he's happy laughing even when he's talking about politics you can't help but laugh but he's being serious so it was very um it was easier for me to digest some of the things that he was talking about because he was so funny and it was so real and I felt like he was like a cousin. So yeah. I think um, I'm looking forward to that experience and I was able to hear more uh, about the inter- interconnectedness of South Africa's history and our history as we're talking about apartheid and then we talk about segregation over in the United States and how those things are different. Um, are impacting us as far as equity. And then you hear about his life as he grew up as um, a colored individual, which is something that a term that is readily used in South Africa. But over here, we like, we ain't colored. We African-American, like get it straight. But you hear how um, the different experiences impacted how he grew up and how he's still able to remain so humble, though he went through so much trauma. And then you hear (coughs) how he expresses Um, some of the privileges that he's experienced because of his identity. So I thought it was a great book, and I know you want to read it, um, Callie, but I I highly recommend to everybody to listen to it and read it. But I know time is short, um, but it's great to get us into uh, Mm -hmm. the mood of being in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, as... uh one was born and raised in South Africa. I'm listening to it, and I highly recommend that too because you actually hear his voice and then uh, him pronouncing uh, a lot of the words that you may have a difficult time just, you know, uh, getting through yourself. So it's just great for me to hear it and uh, and all the connections, you know, that I'm making in terms of my experience growing up uh, in South Africa. So um, so we know folk will get to it, uh, but 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 really the point of the question is that we... We are engaged in, you know, uh, uh, preparation, you know, um, and, and because this is about leadership, yeah. uh, two of the uh, other assignments that we've, you know, uh, given our, our leaders, uh, one is uh, we are going to be flying into uh, the, um, the Oliver Tambo International Airport in Johannesburg. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they received just a summary of the life, you know, of Oliver Tambo as the leader of the African National Congress. Uh, he's the one when we walk out after, you know, uh, coming in and going through uh, immigration and customs, it will be his statue that we will be walking uh, out into. And so, um, and so we've uh, provided a reading for um, our leaders around, you know, just who, not just who Oliver Tambo was, but just, you know, uh, also his leadership, you know, in terms of his contribution to uh, the liberation uh, of uh, South Africa. Uh, and also, you know, uh, a very, very powerful speech uh, by uh, Robert F. Kennedy, you know, that we, uh, that we listened to uh, when he visited uh, South Africa, you know, went to Cape Town and, and just did an extra, that was an extraordinary visit. And, um, and I want to thank uh, Reverend Art Cribs for recommending that uh, we um, um, let our young people listen to, you know, uh, that speech where he talked about the USA and the USA, you know, uh, and the USA was the Union of South Africa and the other USA was the United States of America and really showing, you know, in doing uh, in that speech uh, that he, uh, you get, he gave, you know, uh, doing a comparative you know, um, um, a study basically between the, um, uh, the, the, 
the, the racial poli- uh, poli- policies in the United States and the racial policies in uh, South Africa. He gave that speech uh, three three years before his assassination. It is just a powerful speech. And while he was there, uh, he also uh, visited with uh, uh, Chief Albert Lutuli, one of the founders of the African National Congress. That was powerful. And also he visited Soweto, you know, during that time. And, you know, that was just, you know, an extraordinary visit, you know, that uh, Robert F. Kennedy did, you know, to South Africa. And then he you know, um, made the speech, you know, uh, at the University of Cape Town um, to the students uh, there, but just very, very, very powerful. So, so this is all going to be about, you know, leadership development, you know, uh, around that. Let me ask uh, um, you all this question, you know, as you prepare yourself, you know, in a variety of ways, emotionally, spiritually, and otherwise, you know, how does this preparation contribute you know, uh, to you beginning to look at yourself, see yourself, you know, as a global citizen, you know, as part of this experience. Uh, you may have already, you know, um, moved into that direction, but uh, as you prepare yourself, you know, uh, to go from, from one hemisphere to another hemisphere, from one continent to another continent, from one country to another country, from one community to another community, you know, how is that going for you? All right, Cookie, go ahead. Man, I'm just surrendering. (laughs) Definitely just being open to it, you know. I've been, um, it's been my excitement for the longest since I found out that I was actually going. So I've just been keeping that really close to my heart. And I don't know, it's just definitely something I was like, oh my God, I need this as like a vacation. But like a knowledgeable vacation, you know. So this is like where I'm at right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Mm-hmm. Kelly? Yeah, um, for me, I feel like as a child, I've always wanted to uh, visit Africa because of the history in, um, in America. Mm-hmm. And um, going to Africa, to me, is like experiencing everything other than what I was told. Mm-hmm. And um, I know when I get there, I'll experience everything other than what I was told <coughs> about my color, about my actions, about the way I act. Because when I get there, I know that people are beautiful and they act beautiful and they, they breathe beautiful. And, you know, the history here in America, they don't teach us that. So... I just feel like, I just feel like, like, going to Africa is, is a mandatory for an American mm-hmm. that's brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So right. certainly it's going to contribute to your identity, you know. Oh, uh, man, it's going to, it's going to contribute to my identity, but it's also going to contribute to my spirit. It's going to contribute to my my life, I, I feel like when I come back home, nobody in my life that I know has ever <laughs> been to Africa. <laughs> you know? Hey, Kelly, I've been to Africa. No. I, I've never heard of that. Right. My family, my mom, my dad, my uncles, my brothers, nobody can tell me they've been to Africa but me? I'm able to say that? Come on now. <laughs> I'm going to come back and brag. I'm going to be, I'm going to come back and be like, look, check this out. You don't know me. I'm new. It's a new me. <laughs> you don't know me. I'm the biggest, you know, because I've been in Africa. And Africa is the motherland. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> All right, now. Y'all watch out when Kelly comes back, you know. Period. Period. <laughs> I think the preparation has been um, awesome because uh, it's also made me take a personal inventory of my experiences and our experiences living in Los Angeles. Uh, A lot of the things that we may be taking for granted or um, just being submerged in our identity here and now, even the little things like thinking about electrical outlets. Um, I'm looking forward to 
not being plugged in. I'm I'm excited about the opportunity for us to prepare, for us to do these readings, for us to have these conversations so that when we do go to South Africa or Southern Africa, we'll be able to be more submerged um, and less overwhelmed with all the knowledge that we'll be taking in because we'll be there and we'll be able to just enjoy the cultural aspects, not as much as trying to take notes about everything and trying to learn what we could have learned and read about before we got there. So I'm very appreciative of this moment to get back into my student mind, um, to always be ready to learn. And so um, when we get to South Africa, we'll be ready to do and participate and have that cultural exchange. Yeah. All right. All right. That's, 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 this is great. And it's, it's, it's going to be uh, uh, um, just an extraordinary experience and, and preparation is key uh, but it's going to be ongoing, you know, for us. And it's all about connecting with one another. And it's all about coming together, you know, uh, because uh, the experience that we are having, you know, in South Los Angeles in so many ways, in so many ways, you know, uh, this experience is connected to what's going on, you know, uh, in Africa in general, but in particularly, you know, South Africa, the, uh, where we're going to be spending most of our time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, a song recommended by Kayla, and it's all about coming together. And we'll be back uh, on the uh, other side. Uh, we want to remind you to join us, uh, the conversation, if you want to. The number is 310-520-KJLH. Here's Come Together. <laughs>
Okay, welcome, welcome back. This is Faith Up Front. I'm your host, Pastor Calvin Sauls, and I have with me tonight uh, some of my dear friends, my people from Sanctuary of Hope, and uh, we've been talking about uh, this um, um, awesome experience coming up for us. Uh, for two weeks, we will be in South Africa and Zimbabwe. Uh, that's uh, coming up, and we're just looking forward to it. We've been uh, doing some uh, um, prep work. We've been doing some reading. And uh, the way that I've curated our experience is that every stop we're going to be make, making uh, is going to be a stop where we will uh, pause to ponder on uh, leadership. That's that's going to be key for us. Uh, and so, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, we're coming into the uh, Oliver Tumbo International Airport in Johannesburg. So we're going to be learning about Oliver Tumbo. We're going to be, you know, visiting uh, Soweto, um, which is really just like, you know, Soweto is like the South LA, you know, uh, of uh, Johannesburg. Um, and so we'll be there. We're going to be visiting, you know, the Mandela uh, Home Museum and learn about the leadership of Winnie Mandela. We're going to also visit the Hector Peterson Museum and there learn about the uh, leadership of students in the, uh, uh, the uprising of 1976, where students uh, took to the streets and just say, we don't want to, you know, be instructed in this language of the oppressor, you know, uh, which is uh, Afrikaans. And, uh, and then we'll, you know, also be... Uh, heading to uh, Cape Town and, uh, you know, visit Robben Island. And there, you know, we'll learn about uh, the leadership of uh, Nelson Mandela, of course. Um, and then we're going to be uh, visiting the District 6 Museum and um, and learn about, you know, what happened around the forceful removals, you know, uh, in, in South Africa. Uh, we're going to be spending some time with a uh, poet laureate, uh, Don Matera, uh, who went from being a gangster to a freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we plan to have lunch with him after we visit the Apartheid Museum. So uh, so we've curated every opportunity uh, to see how young people can grow, you know, in their leadership, how they can get to know and understand the culture and also, you know, make that spiritual connection, you know, uh, that uh, that we're going to be have uh, having there. So uh, it's going to be exciting. And I want to thank, you know, uh, Janet Kelly, you know, uh, for her vision of leadership at Sanctuary of Hope, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, um, um, uh, sharing this, you know, um, uh, recommendation. Um, and now, you know, we, we're going and uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, connecting South LA with Southern Africa, and it's going to be exciting and be looking forward, you know, to the experience. We have uh, uh, four of the participants, you know, that's going to go with us uh, here, and uh, glad that they are here and just sharing their thoughts. Uh, while we were listening to the song, you know, they, you know, uh, asked me to maybe share some phrases, you know, um, for when we're going to be there. Uh, so the the common way to greet is Salbona you know, uh, which literally means I see you. Um, and um, um, that is just, you know, what you can, you know, use in morning, afternoon or evening, you know, but it literally means, you know, I see you. And it is, um, uh, that is, uh, Sabona is, is Kosa. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and also um, we're going to be on South African Airlines. The name of the magazine of the airlines is called Sabona. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, so that's the uh, the name of it. So that's uh, a one. And then they asked me about a phrase that I use that I use a lot, which is yebo. It's y e b o, and uh, yebo is just uh, an affirmation. You know, uh, when you agree with something or when you're excited about something, you say yebo. You know, uh, and so that's you know a phrase. So you they hear me use that a lot. Yeah, you know, well. uh, <laughs> you know, when I respond, you know, to it. But that's just you know, um, you know, uh, to affirm, you know, that you agree with something or that you're excited about, you know, uh, something. Uh, another phrase uh, that you guys always hear me use is "Let's go," uh, and that is "Arivaya." You know, um, so you'll always when people say, "Hey, let's get out of here" or "Let's go," you'll hear them say "Arivaya." You know, uh, Arivaya, uh, Ari. Ari. Now, in South Africa, you have to roll your Ari. 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 Vaya. Vaya. There you go. Okay, I think, I think y'all are going to make it for about a day. <laughs> okay. And then, of course, you know, if you want to, you know, greet, you know, like we say here, what's up? You say, hey, ta. Hey, ta. Okay, yeah, there you go. It's like, hey, ta. 
That's right. Yeah, hater. Oh, yeah. Don't say hater. Uh, I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, but just say hater. You Is know, it like a, a harsher meaning for that? Uh, no, no. Okay. Don't ask me what hater means. But I know what hater means. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool. Hater. So just hey, some, you know, some of the, uh, uh, you know, common phrases. As you know, South Africa has, you know, um, I believe, if I can remember correctly, uh, 11 or 12 official languages. So so definitely it's multi, you know, multilingual. Um, and, uh, and people, um, uh, for the most part, speak English with each other. But, you know, uh, once you get to know folk, um, uh, you understand what language they speak, people then go into you know, uh, their specific language around them. But for the most part, you know, there are TV shows in South Africa where they uh, where they speak at least three or four of these languages, you know, at the same time, you know, wow. in the show. Yes, you know, so so that's kind of the, you know, uh, just a multilingual, multilingual nature, you know, yeah. uh, of, of the culture in terms of just respecting, you know, uh, people's language. Because during apartheid, you know, the African languages, for the most part, you know, they were marginalized. You know, they were, they were, you know, just called, you know, a uh, uh, colloquial language, you know, and never developed. But, you know, um, uh, but people still maintained, you know, um, their language, you know, uh, and their culture, even though they were going through, you know, um, oppression, repression and marginalization you know, around that. So, so right now when you're in parliament in South Africa, you can, when you want to address parliament, you can address parliament in your native tongue, mm-hmm. you know, and then there will be translators translating, you know, uh, for folk, you know, uh, in, uh, in English, especially, or, you know, uh, in, you know, their, their own language, you know, around that. So, so that's going to be a huge, where in the U.S., you know, we're just dealing with, you know, uh, you know, one language, yeah. you know, uh, even though we are on a multilingual continent, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there are three languages spoken, you know, uh, uh, on the continent of North America. It's not just English. You know, you have Spanish and you have, what, French. Because in Canada, they speak, you know, uh, French, you know, as well. You know, uh, and uh, so Canada is, is really bilingual. Uh, Mexico is multilingual. Mm-hmm. Because people in Mexico still speak, you know, their indigenous languages as well. Spanish is not an indigenous language. That's the oppressor's language. It's it's colonized. You know, that's the colonizer's language. You know, and a lot of people don't, you know, they forget that. They don't know know that. uh, In terms of that, yeah. So, uh, So language, you know, is a window to a culture. You know, when you learn a language... You really get a sense of what that you basically entering the culture, mm-hmm. you know, uh, around around it. So, so, uh, so these are kind of some of the you know experiences that you will hear. You know, you're gonna be, you know, there. You're gonna hear a lot of you know, languages being spoken, you know, uh, and and to kind of get to, you know, uh, connect with it will be will be very very powerful. Uh, we also want to share with you there are, you know, ways that you can uh, support this experience, and we want to invite you to do so. Uh, if you want to join us by investing in the lives of these young people uh, and uh, come with us to South Africa, just go to um, you know the website of Sanctuary of Hope and make a donation. Uh, nothing is too small, uh, and um, and we appreciate you know uh, everyone who will you know make that donation. Your don a hundred percent of your donation will go towards the strip. Uh, that's what we commit to. Just go to www. T-H-E-S-O-H dot O-R-G. Uh, also, my birthday is tomorrow, November the 25th, and I have a, a, a Facebook fundraiser going uh, where I'm inviting, you know, all of my Facebook uh, uh, friends uh, to make a donation, you know, celebrating my birthday um, uh, to this trip uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm planning this trip, uh, I'm preparing for it and going to be there uh, is the best birthday gift that I can uh, receive uh, just being with, you know, our folk uh, home. So so check out my Facebook uh, uh, page um, and also, you know, make a donation if you can. Again, nothing is too small. You know, we, 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 we will accept uh, any and all, you know, um, donations that you have. Crystals, diamonds, gold. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pastor, tell them tell them how to find you on Facebook. Uh, you can find me at Calvin Sauls uh, on Facebook. K e l v i n s a u l s. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. how you find we me. Wa- on Facebook. We want to make sure that they hear, you know, what name to ter- to uh, type up and all of that stuff. Yes, so they can so they can you know bless you. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. There. And it is a fundraiser, so I've created that. And, um, you know, thank thank you, SOH, for helping me with that. Uh, so we created that. So check it out. And uh, uh, on the on Facebook, I think you can, you know, can give, you know, until I think, you know, December the 4th or something. I don't know. But on the, uh, the Sanctuary of Hope website, you can give, you know, um, until, you know, we... we, we uh, we go and Giving Tuesday is coming up, so uh, so we look forward to that. Uh, all right, another question for you. You ready for another question? Yeah. All right. Uh, what impact will this trip have on your life and your personal goals? Any thoughts on that, Tanisha? You want to kick us off? I clearly have my thinking face on right. Now. <laughs> um, what impact will this have on my life? I think it will have a tremendous impact on my life, and and I think it might shift my goals. Mm-hmm. I think um, I was talking earlier about complacency and getting to a point in my life where I've gone from being an activist and advocate. I think I'll never stop being an advocate. But as someone who's gone through all these experiences in my life, uh, such as foster care, homelessness, and just various traumas, I've been looking for a point of stability in my life. But I think that everything happens for a reason. And for the the past three, four years, I've been on my personal um, identity trip and, and just trying to mm. discover who I am as an activist and discover a lot of my roots um, and, and the roots in L.A. of uh, different activism uh, groups and being a part of Black Lives Matter, looking at different social justice movements. And I think now that I've gotten into full-time work and for once in my life, I find that I'm in control and looking for stability. I think that I'm truly blessed to be in this situation. And I think that I've been called to this leadership conference and this leadership work to get back into um, the groove of elevating my leadership Mm -hmm. and I think that I'll get that guidance on this trip and really that confirmation of who I am so I'm no longer second guessing who I am where my place is and how to do this work and I think it's going to be a humbling experience and a reminder um, that we can do this work from anywhere in any position all right that sounds great Uh, Cookie you want to you know um, share your thoughts back on that I'm snapping to that (laughs) that was amazing no, it's very true. Um, my whole purpose is just to find the depth inside of me. I feel like all of this is happening in perfect timing. I'm 24, so I'm mature enough, you know, to like look at things in a specific way that's personal in my life. And um, honestly, yeah, I got some, I got some real serious goals to be going on there. Not only am I trying to create a solid foundation in myself, and I feel like being there and kind of being exposed to things and that's not so, it doesn't happen often, you know, day to day out here in LA. It's a whole different experience. It's going to wake me up. You know, it's going to bring us some sort of awareness. Um, my whole goal, honestly, I'm trying to build my own nonprofit. All right. Okay. And also make certain products that are organic. Um, just basically give a, a certain service and um, trying to just connect the two. And I feel like honestly, the connections I may make out there, it's going to be, you know, solidified through that. Great. So, All right, yeah. Kelly. Um, Kelly? What's the question? The question is, uh, goals, how will this trip, you know, impact your um, your personal goals and, you know, what you will see yourself um, uh, become? Uh, I feel like this trip will impact my music. Um, I do music, so... I feel like it's going to help me be able to talk about things that a lot of artists aren't able to talk about. Um, I'm going to be able to say certain things and probably be able to pinpoint certain things that, like I said, a lot of artists aren't going to be able to talk about. But um, besides my music, as far as Africa Trip being able to... um, impact me as a person Africa itself is an impactful place so it's going to impact everybody as long as I go (laughs) <laughs> All right, yeah, because you, you, I mean, you, you, you artists, you know, you, you writers, so, so yeah, absolutely, yeah, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all of that and more, so yeah, mm-hmm. um, Africa is the place to be as long as it's the motherland, and it yes. forever will be the motherland. So, 
Absolutely. You absolutely. Know? Yep. And we will be visiting the cradle of humankind, you know, uh, right outside of Johannesburg. So we're going to go there and spend some time, you know, where, 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 where humanity started. You know, so we're gonna um, we're gonna spend some time there that, as well. That part right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, let's uh, uh, as we uh, uh, prepare ourselves to close out. One word uh, about how you feel um, um, about going on this trip. Just just one word. Okay. We're gonna start with uh, Tanisha. We make our way around. Just one word. Okay. We're going to uh, Africa. Grateful. All right. Love, impeccable. All right. So, uh, so, so there you have it. Uh, looking forward to it again. You can participate in making this trip possible uh, by uh, going to uh, www.thesoh.org. Uh, and make an investment in the lives of our young people. It's going to be an exciting experience. I am privileged, you know, uh, to be able to take, again, as I mentioned, you know, my folk from South LA, you know, to uh, go and spend some time with my folk, you know, uh, in, in South Africa. And so it's going to be an, an extraordinary time. And, um, um, and we're closing out this weekend, we're closing out this day. And um, again, you know, I, I want to finish up with two things. Uh, one is tomorrow is my birthday. What I normally do, you know, on my birthday, because, you know, South Africa is 10 hours ahead. Uh, what I do the minute right after midnight, you know, I call my parents and I thank my parents for uh, my mom for giving birth to me and for them raising me. Uh, well, this year in March, uh, both my parents transitioned to go and be, you know, with the Lord. So uh, I'm not going to be making that call, um, uh, but I'm calling, you know, to them spiritually. You know, uh, um, they are right now, you know, um, um, ancestors. And so we, we, we celebrate them. Uh, they're with me uh, every day as I do the work that I'm doing. Every day. And so, uh, so uh, grateful for, for who they are. And then finally... Uh, we want to encourage you with this song uh, from Cynthia Arriva, uh, Stand Up. It is from the uh, movie Harriet. If you haven't seen the movie yet, go and see this movie. It is powerful. It is extraordinary. And we want to let you know that no matter what you're going through, where you may find yourself, whatever is holding you down, pushing you down, freedom is possible for you. Yes, Cynthia Arrivo. Fr- uh, stand up. Uh, this has been Faith Up Front, and I'm Pastor Souls. Just in case I have to run. I do what I can when I can while I can for my people. While the clouds roll back and the stars fade. 102.3 Radio Free, KJLH, Faith Up Front. Pastor Sauls and, and an amazing group of uh, young folks getting ready to go to South Africa. It, it sounds life-changing. I have not been. I would love to go to South Africa. That sounds amazing. This is David Hernandez. Hugh Fuller, he has you for the rest of the evening right here on Radio Free KJLH. Keep on keeping